My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 221 of The Kate Show. Guys, I am really, really excited for you to hear today's interview because today's guest just kind of blew it out of the water in a way that I honestly was not expecting. Today, we're talking about how to stop overthinking and start systematizing your business. And if you are making overthinking and stress and worry part of your day-to-day while running your business, and if you feel like you have to clone yourself just to keep everything together, like not to get ahead, just to keep it together, then today's show is definitely for you. And it's for me too. Even though I have a team, guys, there are things your girl needs to work on. And that's just true in general for everyone, I would imagine. Like we have to keep working on ourselves and keep improving, or we're just going to end up being dragged behind by our businesses instead of pulling them, fueling the business forward. Now, like I said, I'm not sure if I've ever had a podcast guest quite like this before because she pinpointed so quickly and so well the exact issue that most of us female entrepreneurs face, which is overthinking. And the problem with overthinking is that it leads to stress, which leads to stalling, which leads to nothing getting accomplished except perhaps poor decisions being made or worse, chronic indecision. After we completed this interview, I immediately booked a consultation with today's guest because, as she put it so well, the key to stop overthinking is to separate our facts from our feelings. Now, that's not a direct quote. She said it a lot better than that. You'll have to listen to the interview to hear it. But I will tell you that she totally surprised me by saying that we actually should not shut down our emotions within business. Instead, we should change our feelings to change our thoughts and therefore to change our decisions, our actions, our lives, and our businesses. Whoa. Plus, She talked about how she helps her clients create business plans that are not scary or 50 pages long. In fact, they're only two pages long, but they're very effective. Her simple, direct approach really resonated with me, and I know it's going to resonate with you guys too. It's clearly part of what makes her such a successful entrepreneur. She's had multiple businesses of her own already, and she's able to now lead others on that same entrepreneurial journey. So if you need a strong dose of life and business coaching, stay tuned. My guest today, is Andrea Labrosse. She is a coach, speaker, podcast host, and soon-to-be published author who is known for helping bold, ambitious women make clear, confident decisions so they get exactly what they want every time and not just add another thing to their to-do list. Andrea's clients become I've Got This type of women by creating their own custom secret sauce for success in both life and business. This sauce has just two ingredients, the right mindset and solid systems. Andrea shows women how to shift from believing what they want is impossible, complex, and daunting to possible just by simplifying, making things doable and fun, yes, even the systems, and by adding a bit of confidence. Andrea's signature process leads her clients to find success on their own terms, and ultimately, they find joy and freedom in their life and business too. After graduating from Dartmouth College and marrying the guy that lived down the hall, Andrea and her husband settled in Indianapolis. Over the last few decades, Andrea has started three successful businesses and has ultimately become a certified business and life coach, all while raising two kids who are now young adults and raising several giant puppies. And all of this plays a factor into why I feel Andrea is such a good fit for this show and why this was such an excellent interview. Before we get into today's interview with Andrea, though, I want to thank two of our sponsors. The first one is Angel Linings. Do you own a window treatment workroom? Do you prefer to work with vendors who can ship quickly, accurately, 
and are actually nice? Well, of course. And that's why I'm proud to share Angel Linings with you. They are a family-run company specializing in drapery linings and offering competitive pricing. They have same-day shipping, a tentative customer service that treats you like family, and an expansive product line. They offer decorative blackout and light filtering fabrics and interlinings to make your custom window treatment products even more spectacular. Also, they include a Tootsie Pop in every order just because they like you, which I kind of adore. You can place your first order with Angel Linings by going to angellinings.com. This episode is also brought to you by Side Door. As an interior designer, you might feel frustrated because the only way you can make money is by trading hours for dollars, but you only have so many hours in the day, plus you'd like some of those hours to be spent with your family or taking care of yourself, not just always grinding away in the business, and that can get really exhausting. The good thing is, Side Door presents another income opportunity. Selling trade-only products and earning an average commission of 30% on each sale is something you can do through Side Door, and it's pretty genius. Not only do you have far more income potential than archaic affiliate marketing has to offer, but you also don't have to worry about the headache of inventory, handling orders, shipping, returns, or customer support. Just curate a room package with all the right accessories and products, make the sale, and get paid. Side Door does the rest. You can sell each package over and over or offer a custom service that lets you handcraft a package for every client. Either way, Side Door is a smarter way to scale your design firm. To earn money with them, apply to join. Go to onsidedoor.com to get started. All right, guys, let's get into my conversation with Andrea on how to stop overthinking and start systematizing your business. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Kate Show. I'm here with Andrea, and I am so excited to have her on the show today because she talks about the things that you all love to talk about and the things that you don't love to talk about. So everything from systems and processes to finances and just all the things to help you grow a business that you truly love and feel confident in. So Andrea, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kate. I am really glad we could make this happen, even though I ran late because, well, I can blame it on my baby. My baby made me do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I've had babies. I get it. Yes. And most of my listeners have too, or they're currently raising kids. So there's just a lot of grace all around for all of that. And actually, that's kind of where I want to start with you today, because you are a mom of two and you've grown three successful businesses. So you've raised more businesses than you have kids. But it's true, (laughs) which is insane. I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. So technically you have like five kids because that's how that works. But how did you do that? Let's just start there. How did you, like, what was the journey? Like, at what point, like, how old were your kids when you started Mm -hmm. your business? And then how did you incorporate motherhood into that journey? Just tell me all the things. Sure. And we have to throw dogs in there too, because sometimes they're like kids as well. Oh, they are. They never grow up. Yes. (laughs) Right. All right. So how did I start? So when my first son, I have two, a son and a daughter. When my first child was born, I decided, we decided that I was going to stay home and 
be the full-time parent. At that point, my husband's, well, still is, his job is not very flexible. We don't have any family here. We could go on and on for that. But that was a decision we made and fine. That was great. But once my daughter was born two and a half years later and she got to the place where she was about two and he was five, I kind of had had it. I felt like my mind was um, withering away and Dora the Explorer was not satisfying me. <laughs> so at that point, I started my first business and I worked kind of part time in it. I could work from home. It was involved. I actually was selling um, a line of women's clothing directly to customers, not in a party situation, but more out of a showroom situation. And it actually provided a social outlet too, because I was talking to women all the time. So there was that. I started another business, maybe five or six years later, kind of kept doing that first business all at the same time. But about five years ago, I kind of assessed, all right, where am I? What do I love to do? What do I not love to do? What are the elements that make me, you know, light up and what drags me down? So the part that made me light up was really the part of all of these businesses had a component in them of kind of coaching. And even though it wasn't really called coaching, that's what it was. And if anyone's ever worked with a coach, really what coaching does is it takes you from where you are right now in the present into the future. So counseling deals with the past. But coaching is really here we are in the present and we want to move forward. And I loved people help, helping women move forward. And um, I like to say, move forward, make money and manage life. Yes. So that was kind of what led me to start my own coaching business in 2018. And at that point, my kids were in middle school and high school. So I sort of saw a light on the horizon, but you know, still. And as we discussed before we started recording, big kids, big problems, little kids, little problems mm -hmm. is very true. So they had bigger problems, but they themselves were more contained, we'll call it, because they were going to school for six or seven yes. hours. <laughs> so there's just like little ones, right? Uh -huh. So I was able to really, like, it was a series of choices and decisions. And just like in business, you know, in life is really just a series of choices and decisions. And I think what's kind of kept me going and in helped me create success is that I have become a pretty good decision maker and not let there be what I call business lag or even life lag as you muddle something over for days on end or debate or just kind of stay in limbo land. That creates lag in your life and your business. And I had to kind of figure out how to not let that happen. So you have found the cure to overthinking. I have. I have. And funny, this is actually pretty funny you said this because I'm writing a book mm -hmm. and I surveyed my audience about what the title of the book should be. And one of the options was stop overthinking. Okay. And that one, now the book is not going to be called that. It's going to be called She Thinks Big. But it's a kind of a variation. But that was the title that they mm -hmm. selected. They loved the most. So that's what a lot of my clients are doing, like yes. overthinking. And they want to stop overthinking. Yes. Really funny you said that. Oh, yes. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Write the book. I will buy it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
yeah, and writing a book, that's another huge undertaking. So yeah, hats off to you. My goodness. Good. We can have it, another podcast once it's out. I think we should. I th- okay. Absolutely. I would love to interview a fresh new author hot off the press. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk for a second about the overthinking, because that is something that I know my listeners struggle with, because they tell me on our consulting calls all the time, like, I can't get out of my own head, I can't get out of my own way. How did you do that, Andrea? So I hear the same thing that you do. So when I say to my clients, like, what's preventing you from doing X? And they usually say, well, just me, I'm getting in my own way. Mm -hmm. So how I approach this is I really have them think about what are the facts and what are your thoughts? Okay. Mm. So if someone says to me, I can't handle my workload. Okay. And I think maybe I should hire someone. Then I kind of dig, we have to dig a little deeper. What is the workload? How many clients do you have? How many hours are you working? Is that in alignment with who you want to be? in in this stage in life. And if they say, well, I've got plenty of clients and I'm working X number of hours, which is too many. Yes, I want to hire help. So those are kind of facts, like the hours they're working and the number of clients. Their thought is, this is too much. Okay, so that's a thought. This is too much. That's not a fact. That's just their opinion about it, which is totally fine. We then have to kind of look at things What needs to happen then to change the situation? What needs to happen in terms of systems and in terms of mindset? How are we going to change this? So one of the big things that comes into play at this point is then they say, well, I'm not sure I can afford it right now. I'm not sure I can. I have enough cash flow to pay someone. Okay, so let's tease that apart. There's a systems piece of that. And then there's a mindset piece of that. Systems wise, like, do you have a system for helping you track your finances? And nine times out of 10, they're like, oh, yeah, I have QuickBooks. Okay, so here's the problem I see with QuickBooks. And I have QuickBooks too. I need it. But that tells you the story after the fact. That is telling you how much money you spent or how much money came in kind of after it's spent or after it's come in. It is not helping you forecast or see the future or understand what your expenses are going to be 12 months from now, or what your potential is for earning. So we need to add an additional system in besides QuickBooks. I love to use a tool called You Need a Budget. There's a lot of tools out there, but You Need a Budget helps you manage like your cash flow, and it helps you give every dollar a job. I love that phrase. Let's give every dollar a job. So could we put some dollars towards hiring someone. Okay. So that's sort of like the systematic approach, but then there's also this other thing called like, how are you thinking about this situation? Okay. Those are kind of, that's kind of more all fact-based. How are we going to think about it? That's more mindset-based because you could hire someone today before we even look at the, the system or look at the facts. You could go hire someone today and believe. So you have the desire for help then you have to have the belief that this is going to help you solve the problem and that they're going to actually bring you more, uh, help you conserve your three most valuable resources, which are time, money, and brain power, mm-hmm. help you create more time, money, and brain power. That person is going to do that. We don't even need to look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. So if you have that desire 
and you have the belief that that is what could happen, the third step is making the decision to do it, then you're on your way. Then you're combining, like I call it the secret sauce, you're combining some thinking with some systems Mm -hmm. to move forward. So you're really helping people take that emotional component out of it, or at least make it a lesser priority. Because I do think, and I'm just going to speak for myself here, I guess, as a woman, I am very emotionally driven. It's how I was made. So it's not necessarily wrong, but it doesn't make it easy to make really um, smart financial decisions or smart business decisions when you've got the feelings, crowding the facts, crowding the processes that need to happen. So when you were starting your first business and you had tiny little kids, was that the point where you realized I need to have a system that takes the way I feel out of it? Or at what point did that come in in your own entrepreneurial journey? Actually, I think the feeling part of it is huge. Like, Mm. I don't think we should take it out. Oh, interesting. Okay. Tell me more. But here's the, here's the twist on that. You get to choose how you want to feel. Mm -hmm. So every feeling emotion is available to you right now. So sometimes people say, well, when my business gets to hundred K, then I'll feel confident that I can do this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or when X, Y, Z happens, then I'll have motivation. Okay, so you can feel however you want to feel today. You can create those feelings by through your thoughts. Yes. So your okay, thoughts mm-hmm. trigger how you feel. And then how you feel is actually what's triggering or causing you to act or not act. Mm, psychology. Yep. So cool. Okay, so so there's facts. You have thoughts about the facts. Like you could say, I have two kids under the age of three and a business. Facts. Mm-hmm. They're just the facts. Yep. Okay. You could think I can be an amazing mom and a profitable business owner. Doesn't have to be either or. That's your thought, which might trigger or hopefully would trigger or create some confidence. And that confidence is then going to direct what you do on a daily basis, like yes. your actions. Yes. Okay. Oh, man, this is so good. Yeah. So you do have to, like, I wouldn't throw the thought, the feelings out the window. I think actually you need to become super in tune with them, but with the knowledge that you can create any feeling you want right now today without anything changing. Yeah. Taking back ownership, not being a victim of whatever circumstance you might find yourself in. So you could say you're a victim of your numbers, like you're a victim of your bank account, but that's not really true either. Like you create what's in your bank account. You could say you're... Um, oh my gosh, I feel so overwhelmed. Like this is a lot, right? Recording a podcast, running a business and two little kids. This is a lot and it could feel really overwhelming. And then you could throw your hands up and say, screw it, I'm never doing this again, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Which we all have had that feeling, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you can choose to say, yep, I've got two kids, this business, a podcast, people that need me and I am completely capable, let's go, mm-hmm. right? Show so it's, go it's yeah, the show must go on. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice. So like those thoughts are really your choices or that's where the decision kind of comes in. If you have the right thoughts or thinking around it, you will take the action. It will lead you to taking the actions that are going to give you what you want. So in my coaching, a lot, you know, 
women are coming to me with what, hey, this is what's happening and I don't love it. And I really, what I do a lot of is help them. I call it like tease it apart or kind of play with what's going on. Like, let's get down to the nitty gritty and let's see what, what is going on. What are the facts and what are your thoughts about them and what needs to change and how do we do that? Wow. Everything that you just said, number one, so powerful. Number two, this is a very, very strong reason for people just like me to go coach with you. <laughs> like, oh my word. Because, Come on. Come yes, <laughs> yes. Because separating the facts from everything else is a concept that makes complete sense. But for some reason, I guess I've never heard anyone explain it that way before. So that's really cool. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by the Window Coverings Association of America. If you're an interior designer, a window treatment specialist, or an installer looking for business growth, listen up. With an annual membership to the WCAA, you'll receive trade discounts, ongoing education, and an exclusive listing in their homeowner-facing directory of professionals, which, by the way, guys, makes it a lot easier for people to find you. Whether you've been working in the home industry forever or you're fresh out of design school, the WCAA can help you take your business to the next level, whether you're just trying to scale up or you're just getting started. Go to wcaa.org for more details. I have a lot of women who will say to me, well, I live in such and such area, therefore Mm. I can't (laughs) do this in my business. Or they say, well, you know, I'm... Um, I'm 55 or I'm 65 or I'm 70. I want to keep growing my business, but I think my age is getting in the way. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Now we've all got our confidence issues. I've got my own right now. Age is not one of them. I've got plenty others. Don't worry. (laughs) But, (laughs) but for those women listening who are like, my age is a factor. My location is a factor. What you're saying is those things are just facts. They are not actually factors. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it, actually. They are not factors. So I had a client yesterday, and she's 58, Mm -hmm. okay? And she kept harping on the fact that she was 58, and it was too late to do this. Mm. She was going to add an element to business. It was just too late. There's no way it was going to happen. And I said to her, the fact is that you're 58. You're choosing to think that it's too late. Is that, is that in a court of law, could we prove that 58 is too late to add this to your business? Mm. Like we went and sat before a judge. Mm-hmm. No, she said, okay, so let's do it. Like let's re, I, I call them thought options. Like what's another thought that you could have about 58? You could think this is the perfect time. I've got all this life experience and I definitely want to be working for another 10 years. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So You've got thought options uh, around age, location, especially in probably your clients listening. A lot of them could go on the location. I live in a place where no one X or Mm -hmm. there isn't a lot of Y or whatever the case may be. I have a client who has an interior design business. She also sells some retail furniture out of a kind of like a warehouse. And she sometimes will say, well, I'm just not in a location where I get enough foot traffic, like people aren't coming in. And I said, okay, we're not going to change that. Like we're not change. like you're not moving, right? No, I'm not moving. Okay. So I said, when someone comes in, what do they really want? 
she's like, well, they, you know, someone came in the other day and they wanted to buy a couch, but they didn't end up buying anything. I said, all right, did they come in really wanting to buy a couch or did they come in wanting to find something comfortable to sit on and create an inviting space in their home? She's like, you're right. They really didn't come in for a couch. They came in, what they need, what they want is something comfortable and in an inviting space and for their house to look different. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, well, that's how you got to sell this. You're not selling the couch. You're selling your services to help them create what they want to create. And it doesn't matter where this retail warehouse is. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with that. So she's got to really change her thinking around why she's doing what she's doing and why people need her. And it has nothing to do with location. Yes. Wow. But that's going to hit home with a lot of my listeners because that exact scenario happens with a lot of people who have that retail location without the foot traffic, or they have something else they're trying to sell and they live in a rural area, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is fascinating. So we've talked a lot about your journey and how you're coaching people. And I'm just curious, what are the biggest pain points that could be alleviated if people were to start implementing just a few of these things that you've mentioned so far? And I mean, you've just scratched the surface. Like if people follow your method of let's separate the facts over here, let's put this over here, let's make decisions. What could their life look like? Let's, let's talk about what could be possible. That's funny. Cause when I first started, I called myself a possibilities coach. Look at that. You didn't even know that part. I didn't. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We are so on the same we, page. We are. We are. <laughs> so, um, okay. What could be possible? Well, anything is really possible. And that sounds very cliche. Okay. But it's true. So really here's what my clients find, what becomes possible for them. Number one, they figure out how to better manage their day, week, month, because I help them create a plan using the facts, but also using their thoughts about what they want out of their business and in life. I always say life and business are intertwined. It's like a big ball of yarn. You can't really separate it. So we create a plan that's usable. Like you're not going to shove it in a drawer. (laughs) You're actually going to be using it. And that is going to help guide you through your year, month, week, and day. I'm a big believer in um, the full focus system, which is a whole other system of, of organizing time and how you manage your mind impacts how you manage your time. Or another way to say that is how you manage your time is evidence of how you manage your mind. Mm, Yeah. Okay. So they start managing their time a lot better and their efforts are very intentional and purposeful. Yeah. Smarter. It's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Right. I think the second thing is they start to see how by taking what I call a strategic pause frequently, like I would love it to be daily, but it doesn't always happen. Taking a strategic pause and assessing kind of where they're at and where they want to go actually moves them towards where they want to go a lot faster. So if you think about a GPS, okay, you know how when you turn on your GPS, it always wants to know where you want to start. Do you want to start your current location? Or does it want to start at, you know, down the street, right? So it's like, where are we starting? Where's this, where do we need the directions from? So you really have to continually assess your current location 
in order to know how you want to go where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And all you really need to know, here's another thing that they learn, is that you really just need to know the next best step. Like, just like the GPS, I mean, it just gives you like step-by-step directions. We just need to know what's your next best step. So they become really good at figuring out what their next best step is and not getting lost in the whole journey. We need to have a destination and it can kind of be like a fuzzy picture on a wall. So a lot of my clients who have kids say, I don't know what my life's going to look like in two years or five years or 10 years. I mean, I can't create that kind of plan, Andrea. What are you crazy? Like, I don't know (laughs) where we're going to live or what my kids are going to be up to, or I don't know anything. True. Like you really don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. But if you can kind of have like a fuzzy picture, I call it like a Renaissance picture on the wall. It's not modern art. It's just Renaissance art with fuzzy lines that kind of gives us a direction. Mm -hmm. So knowing kind of what that fuzzy picture looks like, and then being able to assess what your next best steps are by also really taking inventory of where you are now is another major thing that they really come out of this coaching with. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is so valuable because if it gets people out of their own head, and out of their own way. Like you said, the sky is really the limit. Now, if someone comes to you and they're like, okay, I know I need to manage my brain. I know I need to manage my time. What are the other systems that you would say, just as a general rule, every female entrepreneur should have in her business? Are there like a set few that you always go to first? Yep. I always say you need a business plan, which is somewhat of a system. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you need a, a way to create that. I love doing that. You need a system for managing your time. You need a system before you even get a marketing, before you even get your email going, you need a system Mm -hmm. for managing your money. Yes. Before the fact, not just QuickBooks after the fact. You need a before the fact management money system. And I think you also, I mean, in the end, you do need some marketing, right? But we like to, like, our brain thinks that we need to have, um, every business needs this. We need a website. We Mm -hmm. need social media. I'm not saying we don't need those things because we totally do. But equally as important, like on the same plane is having a money management system and a way to manage cash flow, having um, a way to organize your time, and then having a business plan. Mm, yes. Okay. Now a quick question on the business plan. Does that need to be a really heavy 50 page document or generally what does that look like? No. So no, it's not a 50 page document. We would never read that. We can hardly read one page right? <laughs> <laughs> or find it. If it's like on our computer a year later, where was that 2023 yes. plan? So what I do with them is it's it's two pages. One page is about your vision and one page is about traction your actions you're going to take. So page one, we're talking about, okay, what's your core focus? What is your 10-year fuzzy picture look like? What is your three-year little clear picture look like? What are your values? What's your marketing strategy? That's all part of vision. Like Mm -hmm. who are you serving? How are you serving them? Then we get to the act, the traction page where we assess, I just say you need three to seven, no more than that, three to seven annual priorities, not even goals, because no one likes the word goals. It's a very scary word. (laughs) Annual priorities. And then what are your quarterly, what's your quarterly focus? So then you have like three to seven things you're going to focus on this quarter, 
which will fuel or feed not every one of those annual goals, because maybe you're not working on all of them in every quarter. Maybe you're focused on a couple, but the quarterly focus fuels the annual priorities. And then also on that traction page are things that are kind of like, I call it like hanging out, but need a place to park. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it would be really good. Be really good if I actually expanded this retail space or if you're like staging houses, maybe I should sell the furniture that I'm actually using to stage. Like these are all ideas that you haven't quite, haven't blossomed yet, but need a place to park. Like they need a parking lot. So that's on that page too. Page two, literally. And that's on the same page of, of the traction. So that's how I do my business planning with my clients. I really try to make it so that they can, and we go back to it. Like, I mean, at least once a quarter, I would say once a month, we pull that thing out and we say, where are we? Mm-hmm. And if you've got a team of people also on this traction page is who's responsible for what? Because maybe you're not responsible for everything in that quarterly focus. Maybe you can start to delegate. Like that's another system. You do need a delegation system mm-hmm. if you have a team. So that's how I do it. I want to make it so it's a like a working document, not I, something that's in the drawer. Yeah. And I like how that's not scary. Business plans are not scary now. Amazing. No. It should actually be fun mm. and empowering. One of my mottos is let's make this simple, doable, and fun. Like, yeah. how can we make this whole thing simple, doable, and fun? Let's do it. So, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that's that's why we got into business. Like, we didn't get into right. business to be stressed out, overwhelmed, crazed individuals. No. <laughs> no, we did not. We did not. And scary, if that's if you're feeling fear, then what kind of action comes from feeling scared? Yeah, nothing good. Nothing Nothing. good. (laughs) Nothing good. So if someone listening wants to work with you, what options do you have for them? So I work with people in all sorts of ways. I work with, I do one-on-one coaching. I've got group coaching. I love doing VIP days. And in a VIP day, we often use that as a way to create a business plan. And it doesn't matter if it's January or April or whatever, it doesn't matter. And I also hold master classes. So probably one of the best ways to start to become familiar with this kind of thinking and how I work is to listen to my podcast, which is called Time to Level Up. And there are over 100 episodes out there. You can kind of sort them and, and pick and choose. But that's a great way to start to kind of embrace some of this work I'm doing. I also created, and this would probably be helpful for your listeners, I created two quizzes. One really helps you figure out why you're getting things done or not. It's kind of like, what's your productivity archetype? And number two quiz is more about the organization of your business. And it helps you kind of look at all these different systems in your business, money being one of them, marketing, the people in your business or not people, kind of like what needs work. So It helps you kind of figure out how do you create more freedom in your business by becoming more efficient at the systems and processes that are in there. So you can access both of those quizzes at Andrea's with an S, links with an S.com. Andrea's links.com will get you to the quizzes. It'll get you to my website. It'll get you to a way to connect. And you can follow me on social media too. That's always a great way. Yes. And guys, I highly recommend you go listen to her podcast because I started listening to it and I was like, okay, yep, she's got to be on the show because she speaks the truth. And I like how you don't sugarcoat things. 
you just kind of yeah, say I'm it not like really it is. a sugarcoater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I tend to be the same way when it comes to marketing. So yeah, yeah totally get that. And guys, go take her productivity archetype quiz because I started taking that and I was like, oh, dang, she's calling me out on all the things. <laughs> I guess I need this. Okay. So you're probably going to be hearing more from me, Andrea. <laughs> okay. All right. I love it. I yes. Love it. But thank you so much for being on the show today. I mean, in a short amount of time, you delivered a lot of value and I'm really grateful. Thank you. You are so welcome. It's been my pleasure. All right, guys, remember, go listen to It's Time to Level Up podcast with Andrea. And is that on all podcasting apps? It's on every all the places. everyone imaginable, okay. all the places. And you can go to andreaslinks.com if you want just a direct link to the podcast too and the quizzes. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.